What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Never Made Varsity. My name is Colby, and you can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains. Hey, everybody, I'm uh, Dave Rivera. You can find me on Twitter at DRivera1222. Hello again, everyone. It's your boy Maverick. You can find me on Twitter at Heartbreak underscore underscore kid. Hey, everyone. It's Aaron. You can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman. So to start off this episode, we are uh, recording Sunday late afternoon. Um, as all of you, I'm sure, know by now, uh, it's been reported that Kobe Bryant and his daughter, um, Gianna, have passed away in a helicopter crash on Sunday earlier today as we're recording, as well as another player and parent of his daughter's travel basketball team. Uh, we wanted to start with that before we get into our <laughs> weird, funny stuff that doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I know, yeah, it just feels it feels absolutely, especially because this just uh, we're getting this info as of what like an hour or two ago, and it, yeah. it's just you know hold your friends and family close and just remember that this whole life thing is not guaranteed so it doesn't feel real no i actually so i saw that um the first people to report it was tmz and i like the cynical whatever me like i just knowing the internet and the day like today's day and age Knowing what's happening, I just automatically assumed it was fake off the top. And then as things started trickling in, it just slowly and slowly became more real. But, you know, that another conversation is how disappointing the spread of misinformation is. Um, there are multiple reports that, you know, ABC's putting out that uh, all four daughters were on the plane, on the helicopter, which was uh, false. You know, they're saying that. Uh, Rick Fox, for some reason, was on the helicopter. I have no idea where the heck that came from, but just it was like one verified dude on Twitter said it, and it just took off after that. I, I never even saw where it came from. I just saw somebody say it, so I didn't. I, you know, it's that's one of those moments where Twitter and misinformation. If you're not literate, digitally literate, misinformation can spread um, very quickly. So, but and even if you are digitally yeah. literate, misinformation can spread because TMZ was oh, yeah. reporting one thing and ABC was reporting another, and there was a lot going on from people that should be reputable sources. Right. So a very emotional time. There's currently a memorial happening outside of Staples Center, and the Raptors and Spurs that are playing right now um, both dribbled out their 24 second shot clock um, on their first possessions they all had a moment of silence um, Jay Williams is really emotional in ESPN I don't know if y'all watched that yet that was that was tough to listen to um, so just a lot of emotions around the sports world it's one of those things where it kind of not even just the sports world because it just kind of rocks everybody because you didn't even have to be a basketball fan to know who Kobe Bryant was you know it's just he was one of those dudes and you know you got you talk about people who are known by their first names like LeBron, Kobe, Michael, you know some argue Zion, but he was one of those dudes. He's one of the people that's going to transcend just this generation of basketball fans. 
And he's 41, man. Like, 41 is not... That's You got a whole other life to live. You know what I'm saying? It's just sad. And not, not even speaking about his daughter. Like, man, like, it's just sad. And that was the whole thing where he was very active in her upbringing in basketball and, you know, taking part in his kids' like athletics. And, you know, this was his time to just be a father figure and be away from the sport and just enjoy life. And now... It, and it just taken away just like that and yeah i mean it's it's incredibly heartbreaking um i i just i still can't believe. i think that's that the most heartbreaking thing is that again his daughter was on board too because uh on social media a couple weeks ago there was the whole video of kobe and her sitting uh courtside at a lakers game and him kind of just being like a father to her and it looked it was a really wholesome moment um and now it's pretty heartbreaking to see that, uh, knowing now what has transpired. Getting that coach's kit, that very, at least familiar to me, that coach's kit talk when you and your you and your parent as a coach is, um, they're explaining something to you and you're like starting to figure it out. That's a very familiar thing for me. It's all, it's very, very sad. It just feels surreal. You know, I, my heart goes out to the family and uh, Vanessa and their, his three kids. It's just terrible. All so right. It's hard to move on from that, but, you know. So let's make a weird transition to best, <laughs> the best way that we could. <laughs> um, not really a graceful way to move on, but we move on nevertheless. So, uh, Carolina basketball was entertaining briefly. Yeah. They were. It was a really fun game to be at. So how I was heard it? it was really loud. It was very loud. The crowd was very good. It was really, really loud when the football team came out. Um, yeah, it was a very good atmosphere. It's a lot more fun playing Miami when uh, Chris Likes isn't playing. I can imagine. Yeah, I texted the group yesterday morning. I'm like, who's le- ready to watch Chris Likes light us up? And then <laughs> the report comes out that he's out, and I'm like, we have a chance. <laughs> Obviously, you hate to go up against a team when they're not at full strength, but life is a I'm, lot easier I, when you I'm don't have to worry to about it. I don't care who's yeah, on the other team. A dub is a dub team. now. <laughs> a dub is a dub is a dub. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, a, a win is a win, and it came in convincing fashion. Brandon Robinson put up a career high. What was it? Twenty nine points. Twenty nine yeah, points. Twenty nine. Uh, career high. Mondo six was threes. on. Mondo was on triple double watch for a while. It was good. One thing I've noticed in the past two games, actually, Andrew Playtech has played so well on the defensive end of the court. Mm-hmm. I think he's really stepped it up, especially that um, Anthony Harris is not walking through that door having another um, perimeter defender. I'm not going to – I don't think he's like a lead or anything, but he's been holding his own against some uh, very good shooters and very good um, playmakers on defense. So that has been very helpful. One of CK's better games off the bench. Yeah. He actually provided very valuable minutes. Yeah. I uh, I only got frustrated at him once. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which is uh, a record for this year. But uh, 
Yeah, he made it three. His first three since Oregon. God. <laughs> when you put it like that, Jesus. <laughs> Our bench had 22 points. Huff had two dunks. That last sequence was awesome. Both of the dunks that Huff had, he took an unnecessary dribble before going up with the ball, but both of them, he had Huff dunks. Yeah, Shea got ripped and then got the (laughs) LeBron-esque block on the other side and then threw it back over to Huff to be able to make the dunk. Well, Shea took the three and Huff got the rebound. But hey, shot 58% from the floor. Everything's better when the ball goes in the basket. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like we weren't getting these looks. They literally just weren't going in basket. Yeah. Well, it was a crazy thing, too, because this was against a zone. Like, I've there have been better Carolina teams that have played worse against these type of zones, and that's what blows my mind. A wild game. I am trying to pull up the efficiency stats. I know that we had a very good efficiency march in the first half. It was something like one like one twenty something out of a hundred percent like hundred and twenty points on a hundred possessions averaged out. So yeah, it was good. It's yeah, we finished at one twenty uh one point two seven points per possession. Which is better we, than we've been doing all year. <laughs> if we play like that once Cole Anthony returns we look like a tournament team. Do we have the we'll, resume we'll of run a the tournament gauntlet. team? Yeah. Do we have the yes. resume of a tournament team? Question mark. But we look <laughs> as talented as a tournament team. If we run the gauntlet the in the games, ACC tournament we, and get an auto bid. If we win the rest of our games, we are going to the tournament. We aren't going to win the rest of our games, but if we did... <laughs> well, that would mean we won the ACC tournament, so yes. Well, I mean, even if like up until um, <laughs> March 7th, um, like right before the ACC tournament, if we finish what... Uh, 21 and 10 with wins, two wins over Duke, win over Louisville, wins over Florida State. That's a good um, quality wins over two quality wins over NC State. <laughs> That's okay. now, resume, so. We aren't yeah. going to win every game, but you know, <laughs> it's fun to think about. <laughs> It's just nice for them because it felt like, you know, Roy had that kind of monkey on his back to get over A79 to get to that A80 uh, mark. Um, and it just felt like it would never come at this point. So it was nice to and see. And that was the big storyline, really. Yeah. Um, coming out of it now that Roy Williams has 880 wins past his mentor, Dean Smith. If I remember, uh, Roy just ran to the back, didn't he, Aaron? There was no yeah, ceremony. Yeah, there was no fanfare, no nothing, which was very surprising because the last milestone game we were all at when Roy hit 800 wins, and they made a very big deal out of it. And this one, there has been like obviously there is the tweets and the congratulations and everything, but there was nothing in the moment, which probably. is a very Roy thing to do. It's also probably a very Dean thing to do, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's very like. Hey, the kids are doing this. Like they won. I we I haven't been my best this season. I don't need this recognition. I just want to win games. Let's go. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what he echoed in his press conference. He's like, more than uh, m- what was more important than than win eighty was win number nine. Mm-hmm. So coming up, the heels have. North Carolina State University um, in Raleigh at PNC Arena on Monday right now. Uh, State is favored by six and a half points. 
I know just from like observing ACC Twitter that they are terrified about this game. <laughs> I don't think Cole Anthony is playing. Nothing is pointing to Cole Anthony playing in this game. Um, but I, I mean, if we play like we played last game and they play like they played against Georgia Tech yesterday, we're going to win that game. Just straight up. Yeah, so we'll see. I think it'll be good. Um, well, do I think it'll be good. If we play like we did against Miami, I think we'll be good. Now, Miami was, you know, very hobbled. But so are we. So is State. So we'll see. Who has the bigger yeah. limp? <laughs> I I don't know what's the um, what's the status on Andre, I think is his name. And then uh, Manny Bates was also out for the Georgia Tech game, so don't know if they'll be available and then next saturday there is boston college um which carolina i feel good now that i've seen them win a basketball game (laughs) i feel better about um them playing boston college especially at home so we'll see not all hope is lost just you know see wins so but no, also much to look forward to. There was also announced the McDonald's All-Americans rosters for next year. Four of our five commits are McDonald's All-Americans. I think only, what, the 2009 class and 2003 class had that many? Sure. Sounds right. Basically, <laughs> both of them were like the, the in-championship eras. Mm-hmm. So... The future is bright for Carolina basketball, if not still a little cloudy at the moment. So, like we said in our show meeting last week, there's not a whole bunch going on right now. Like, the Pro Bowl is on and no one cares. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Even though they are um, they are trying out the, uh, kick, the no kickoffs thing, and if people want to go for it, they have 4th and 15 on the 25-yard line. We've talked about that on the podcast before, but I think it's a good idea. Um, but it's not like I'm going to watch to see how that goes. So, we asked y'all for questions, and we said that we would answer the questions. Are y'all Every ready? single one, even the ones about Stillman White. <laughs> Are y'all ready for the questions? Born ready. I say we start with that one because we're already on basketball anyway. Sure. All right. From At Life is Annabelle, bringing it back to 2018. Thoughts on Stillman White? Uh, he got any more eligibility left? <laughs> Aaron, do you have any final? I sh- I'll say final thoughts because I don't know why else we would talk about Stillman White on this podcast. <laughs> I haven't thought about Stillman White in a hot second. Uh,. Never forget the one time that our intern mistook Aaron Roman's uh, shirtless body for Stillman White. <laughs> <laughs> that one's for you, Annabelle. My forever lasting thought of Stillman White is I can't believe that we almost got to the final four with Stillman White as our point guard. <laughs> oh, that 2012 team deserved the world. How about from at Jenna ZXOXO? In your opinion, which streaming platform, Hulu, Netflix, etc., is truly top tier? Slash, which one is the best, David? Ooh, uh, which one are 
are you watching the most right now? I use Netflix the most. I don't. I still haven't bought into Hulu. I have the ad version of Hulu, and it just bothers me. It has a really good selection. I'm just really annoyed at the the ads. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, oh, that's tough. I mean, I use Netflix the most, and it's kind of bad because I I like I'm I'm watching through The Witcher. Um, I use toss Netflix a coin to, to your Witcher. Toss that mother freaking coin. Um, <laughs> and you know, I've been dis- doing Disney Plus. Disney Plus hasn't been around long enough for me to say that it's the the best. I do like The Mandalorian. Um, but now that that's ended, I've kind of found that I haven't been watching it as much. Like, I don't have a consistent reason, but I feel like, you know, they'll put out more content. I just, it's just not there yet. Um, and I honestly, like, I'm one of those, I'm a basic person, and I use the Netflix to watch The Office in the background when I'm doing things. <laughs> so, Netflix. I've never had Hulu, I've never really used Hulu. Um, I don't really know what's on there. Netflix has always been my go-to. I feel like sometimes their selection is a bit lacking with certain things, but overall it's solid. Um, Disney Plus, their selection obviously with Disney things is top tier, but I hate the interface on it, which is one of the main things that I feel like is keeping me from bumping it to top tier. For me, it's I really like um, Prime Video. I am a big fan of The Expanse. It's great, and everyone should watch it. I'm reading the books right now. They are also... The first one, I'm only like four hours into the audiobook, but it's really good. Uh, And also, Fleabag is great. There's another show that I'm thinking of. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel that Aaron's talked about before. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm watching season three right now, and it's... um, I'm sorry. Have you watched no, The Boys? I watched the first episode of The Boys, but I haven't gone back to it. I that's on Prime. It. That, that's on Prime, it. right? Yeah. Okay, that's why it's also got Man in the High Castle, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Yeah, I need to get um, more into watching things on Prime because that's on my list. And one of the things that I really like is that it tells you all of the songs that are in that scene and all the actors and what they've done and all that. It's really cool if you want to get more into researching things the quality control on prime originals are better is better than the quality control on netflix originals i would say but maverick what do you think i probably too at least for now i'm still in the netflix camp just because there's so many options I, i at the moment and a lot of the originals are kind of what drew it me to that specifically like house of cards orange is the new black uh, a lot of the Netflix originals. Also, I mean, I've just found a lot more comedy stand-ups. Like, I really like stand-up comedy. I just like the selection. I've basically developed my two favorite fandoms right now in the comedy world from watching shows on Netflix. Uh, now, I do know there's a lot of popularity, too, with Hulu. Um, also, I did actually use Prime Video for a while once I had free <laughs> Amazon Prime base or the discounted price for being a student. Um yeah, I would definitely say Netflix, at least for now. But Disney Plus is also on the rise, and it seems like a lot of the a lot of the big networks are now developing basically like streaming services of that like. For sure, I'm excited I- for the day when there is an all-in-one package that you can package multiple streaming services together for cheaper, and they could call it something like I don't know, cable. <laughs> 
cable. <laughs> like there's a cable holding them all together. Uh, from Peds at Rachel Pedigo. What are the things that you take for granted the most? Maverick. Hmm. This was a, a good question, Little. Thank you for asking. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I have one if you're thinking. No, I tried to reflect. I think two things I, I was just thinking about that I feel like I take for granted. I think one thing is, I would say just like my general health. Like I feel like I've so, been someone that's been pretty lucky health-wise. I mean... I've had uh, one broken bone. I've had two cases of kidney stones. Your luck ran out. I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Like I have a scar on my head from injury when I was three. I did cut my finger when I was in uh, elementary school. But overall, like in terms like getting sick or things like that, um, I've I haven't really had many like health issues. I would say, and especially now that I'm in like a working world. I just know people that like just can't seem to get a break and are just sick every other week. And so uh, that's one thing. I think one thing too, I think we can all kind of sometimes attest this, especially the four of us is I think music is something I take for granted at times. And I'm in a musical organization. Um, and like, I was just, uh, just listening to stuff the other day and, I just kind of get in these moods sometimes where I just hear something from music and then I'll just play it for like two hours and mm-hmm. just kind of marvel in it and such. Um, it's something that, again, I think t- the idea of taking for granted is just the over-familiarity and it's something like music's just there every single day um, that it becomes sometimes easy just to kind of overlook it at times. But I think we can all agree that music is a very beautiful thing and mm-hmm. I would say um, so, you know, but just, you know, unbiased opinion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. From the music teacher. <laughs> I um, Mine isn't that deep. Um, I <laughs> have I feel like I realize what I take for granted as soon as like I don't have it anymore. So this week at work, our heat stopped working or it was the breaker that like runs our thermostat was like broken. So it was, it literally didn't get over like 68 degrees in the office for two straight days. And I didn't realize how cold it is when you don't have, um, when you don't have heat. And like, it's, I keep it kind of cool in my apartment, but that's because I pay the bills. Uh, <laughs> so like when I go to it's work, it's different when you're paying for it. <laughs> yeah, it's different when I'm paying it's for different. it. It's different. Like, we turned on the TV, a smart TV in our common room and put it on the Netflix fireplace (laughs) and all sat around it um, pretending that we were warm. But, uh, yeah, that's my answer right now. Uh, David? Uh, I'm going to go with – well, I have – okay. I'm going to be sappy for one, and then I'm going to do a not-as-deep one – I'll start with the I'll start with the deep one. Uh, I take Lauren for granted because like she uh-huh. I know I take my fiance for granted because she's so fantastic and she's always there for me. And now she's in New York and not around all the time. And it's like kind of the same thing where you're like, oh, you don't really realize as much as you. Not that I like didn't realize what I had obviously because I you know put a ring on her finger, but <laughs> it's even it's even more so when you aren't together. 
um, and you're far apart. So, uh, that yeah. transition from like when you see each other like literally every day to once every like, even for me it was like two three weeks week or every like two weeks it was like what what do I do? I know, yeah. <laughs> um, so that my less deep one is just like electricity in general. Like uh, <laughs> the light bulb is out in my in our in our bonus room in my in the house that I live in right now. And I'm miserable. Like, I have to put a little lamp in here and, like, just, like, ambient light. <laughs> it's just nice. <laughs> like, being a – so I don't have to move around through candlelight is very nice. Anytime there's a power outage or, like, a blackout – like, I was in the Northeast when that whole big blackout hit in the 90s. And I was a kid – or early 2000s. I can't remember. Um, there was this big blackout in New Jersey and that thing. That sucked. Um, so, Yeah. Plus, I couldn't play 2K, so, you know. <laughs> Stress relief. Um, similar to Mav, I definitely think that I take my health for granted sometimes. The worst health things that have ever happened to me are that I lost my hair, that I'm colorblind, and that I recently broke my nose. Um, hey, that turkey bowl sacrifice. Uh, people say the eyes Even by are offensive the, lineman Joe Thomas. People say that the eyes are the window to the soul. It's really the nose. <laughs> um, Did you feel must it? Must be nice. Soul? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I also definitely think that I take all the friends that I have for granted sometimes. I don't think I'm the most popular person in the world, but I feel like if I need something, I have a good, um, a good support system behind me. I have a very close family and I feel like I have a lot of friends that would defend me and would be there for me if I needed them and I'm very grateful for that I'd square up for you bro (laughs) where they at depends on what you did honestly well it depends on who you pissed off (laughs) (laughs) what if it was you versus Andrew and I had to pick a side you versus Andrew or me versus Andrew you David versus Andrew and I was having a debate about whose side to pick. Well, would you square yeah. up for me either way? Uh, I am also your brother, so I feel like you need to have my back. <laughs> in, in the fraternal in sense. In the fraternal board. sense. In the fraternal sense. All right, let's do from at Annie underscore Rindel. What should the next new restaurant on Franklin be? Pizza. We've been new this. Pizza. <laughs> we need We've more been pizza. New this. We've been lobbying for it since forever. Cook out. It has to be cook out. It's the only way anyone will ever be satisfied. <laughs> yeah. I may have spread min- misinformation while I was in college about a cookout potentially being on Franklin Street. I remember and that. And I deleted that thing <laughs> with a quickness. I remember that. You are part of the problem, Matt, for spreading misinformation. <laughs> you are one of those big J journalists. I wasn't even trying to report it. I was like, if this thing about cookout's true, and then everybody just retweeted it. <laughs> so I wasn't trying to be a reporter. I was just seeing what I thought I was and like reacting. But and then honestly, someone from the DTH reached out to me. Just like make it like a walk in cookout. It does like you don't that need That goes against our policies, Colby. You don't need a drive through. Just just make it a restaurant. Make it a sub docks. <laughs> it would work. Aaron, do you have a 
idea that's not cookout? Outcook. Okay, David, do you have an idea that's not cookout? Uh, oh man. Uh, the only other thing that I can really think of, well, nobody would really like having a Bojangles close by. Yeah. Not really. If I had a preference, I would definitely say cook. I can't really think. Like we got pretty much. I just but want David, less. Where can we get our one dollar biscuits when we get a hundred points in a basketball? You game? would think that if you had a promotion in Chapel Hill, that you would have to go to freaking Durham to go get to go cash it in. Um, but no, the only thing I can actually say is like one: How is I love NY Pizza still in business? And two, I don't understand how pizza joints keep getting made and put on Franklin Street. Like, nobody wants anything like that. Like, also, there's no reason to have a Moe's and a Chipotle. Take that Chipotle somewhere else. Like, Take the Moe's yes. somewhere else. Yes, take, no, take that Chipotle, Chipotle is somewhere better than Moe's. Take that Chipotle no. out of my face. Get that E. coli away from my face. <laughs> If I have to choose, take that no queso having or at least now trash queso having. If I have to choose between Chipotle with E. coli and Moe's, I will have the hospital on speed dial. That Moe's <laughs> used to be a caribou coffee, right? Yeah. Yes, it was. I remember. I, I remember. You don't see the little grapes. Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> but the I thing remember. about pizza is like college kids get pizza for free all the time you don't need they aren't gonna buy it why would they buy it when they can just like walk into any given residence hall and there's just a box of pizza waiting for them go to south campus boom pizza (laughs) (laughs) but yeah all right i I don't really have a specific answer other than get chipotle and pizza out of my face related question from andrew friedman at friedman (laughs) underscore 18 what's the most odd <laughs> restaurant you've ever eaten at? Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> Cheesecake Factory is a weird restaurant. It's, it's strange. D- it's not There's consistent. Too many though. items on the menu. <laughs> Their it's menu not- is huge. It's a novel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the ambiance is real good so portions. weird. I don't understand how your food can be any good when you can order like one of ninety-two things. <laughs> Like the cooks never know what's coming. I don't get it. Uh Did y'all see the Cheesecake Factory meme on Twitter last week? Maybe. It was a photo from Egypt and someone retweeted it and was yes. like, It's the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> yes, I do remember. I that's exactly what I was thinking about when I said um the like ambience. the ambiance is just so weird. I don't know of any odd restaurants I've been to. Mine's not that odd. And I don't know if you were there, Colby. Um, it was when we went to Memphis. Because you were in Memphis, right? Because I have the gif. Yes, you were in Memphis. Um, did you go to Huey's with us? Is that the Blues place? It was the place that's like, it was right next to the hotel that every, like a bunch of people went to. Oh, is that the place where they like took us down some stairs and? Uh... No, that's Rendezvous. Okay. You might could use Rendezvous because yeah, it was like a smoke kind of th- thing down there. But I was in Memphis. Uh, this was in the 2017 NCAA tournament, the year that we won. We touched down in Memphis, Tennessee, 
and right next oh, to the okay. Peabody Hotel yeah, 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 was Huey's. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, a burger yeah. joint. And you walk in, and it looked sketchy as heck because there was a literal cop posted inside of the restaurant. And then you look up, and on the ceiling is a bunch of daggum toothpicks. And apparently, this restaurant has like a tradition that you take you take a straw and you blow toothpicks into the ceiling. I remember that. Okay, yes, yeah, so it was literally when we touched down. Mm-hmm. Uh, we and it was right next to our hotel. Yeah, and a bunch of people went. I remember that now. And it was sketchy as hell. Did you that blow? Did was you good? Did you blow a toothpick to the to the ceiling? Yes. Oh, you have to. Yolo. I wasn't trying to choke on a toothpick. I just got to Memphis. <laughs> that seems like no. That cop. Me that cop that was posted inside the restaurant made me uneasy. Uh, Aaron, you have one. For y'all, you would think that skyline is weird, even though it's normal. No, so I don't chili think on top I of mean, pasta. I think it's weird to have an entire restaurant surround just about chili. That seems like a it seems like a waste of a restaurant <laughs> space, but I mean go off, I guess. I'm trying to think about weird restaurants I've been to. I don't know. What makes something a weird restaurant? Ask your brother. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. I haven't been I to really Skyline know. Chili. It just looks unappetizing. It is so good. I will not tolerate any slander towards Skyline. I'm happy that the Browns don't have the first pick this year because I do not think I could support Joe Burrow in good faith if he is from Ohio and hates Skyline. Or is this you admitting that you want Baker Mayfield out? <laughs> no, I never said that. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I'm happy that we have Baker Mayfield. I'm saying that I'm happy we are not in the position to need a quarterback. Because uh-huh. I cannot support Joe Burrow if he hates I Skyline can read between and the lines Ohio. here. Bet I love Baker Mayfield. <laughs> he has never been anything but my favorite current quarterback of the Browns. From the day we drafted him, I was happy that we got him. <laughs> we so have photographic lying. evidence. So we're, so we're overcome now. with emotion that we finally drafted our <laughs> franchise QB. He was just so overcome with joy. <laughs> yes, I couldn't. I couldn't collect myself. You saw what happened when I was mad at a draft pick when we drafted Jabril Peppers, and that is not what happened when we drafted Baker Mayfield. I was not. I was not the same thing. Not the same thing. I did not put on a paper bag when we drafted Baker Mayfield. Yeah, but you did isolate yourself in a corner and put your during a celebration. (laughs) Yeah, I had to collect my emotions. Oh. Anything else? Okay. Yes. Uh, from uh, at Frolicious, um, also known as Martha, my co-host of Martha and Colby Grow Up. Uh, do you like me or Colby better? Do I? Do we like her or Colby her or me better? <laughs> I mean, that's the question. <laughs> I. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Colby. I mean I I mean no I don't want to take sides. No disrespect. <laughs> I, I know Colby. Hi Martha, I think you're I I guess you're a nice person. I would say so. But I'm gonna go with Colby on this one. She's alright. Listen to Martha and Colby grow up. Alright. Um and then our last question from Richie Stevens at B M T B E. 
Did you ever have to take sex ed in high school? If so, anything funny? Oh. Maverick, I know you had something. <laughs> I do have something. <laughs> I have it's basically like a two prong thing. Well, I guess it was the one thing too. Or I'm I'm pretty sure this might have been the same for everyone. Is that it was like separated too. Yes. So it was all guys in our class mm-hmm. because Jim was all guy or all girl, and so your health was in line with Jim. Oh, so I didn't. There was I, no girls in my health class. That was not how we did. We had Jim co-ed, but the sex ed was yeah. split. Not in high school, in middle school. Once we got to high school, it was co- all of it was co-ed. So yeah, so it was just a bunch of bros in the in the health room learning about stuff, and two bros it's not, it's, sitting in a health room. Yes. <laughs> now. I would say the the overall subject matter is not funny. It, it was just a reaction to something that that just was memorable because of everybody laughed at it. Is we were quote unquote forced. I'm, I'll use that sparingly, but we were forced to watch a birthing video. Ooh, God! In what and, grade? In ninth grade. Very graphic. Is that legal? Uh, I don't know why. Yeah. And we're told, and we're told, don't look away. Did they what? like go okay, clockwork orange? Weird. Did they like clockwork orange you and like hold your eyelids open? What the hell? No, no. But they're like, don't turn away at this. Like right as the baby started coming into the world. Don't you dare look thing. away, Maverick. <laughs> here's here's the part. Everybody, someone in the back was just like. Ah, there's so much hair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! Not a funny matter. That's it's life. life No, that's hilarious. But but (laughs) but it's the comment that that's funny. Oh god. Um. So two things or three things. So did y'all have to do the baby project? The what project? Take home a baby. Yeah. No, I I did not. My yes. sister did, but I didn't. I hated that thing. I had to take home a baby that had like a, an electronic sensor in it, so it would like cry at random times, and I had to take care of it, and it would like have a sensor, and basically it would you would it would tell the teacher if you like killed the baby or not, pretty much. <laughs> um, you know the the baby it would like cry at like two a.m. It would like. I would have to rock it. It would be like around friends and it would be in my bed and it would start crying. And that was just a very, a terrible experience. Um, and then when I was in middle school, I, for some reason, and this, you know, if you're a young, if you're a young listener, you know, maybe avert your ears, but I, for some reason was like terrified and like, just like nauseous at the thought of a vagina like it was just like it was it made me physically ill like i didn't understand it i don't know what it like i don't i just knew that (laughs) i just knew that babies came out of this thing and i was like i don't know what this is and so i actually pretended i was sick for like three days of our sex education course in middle school so I could get out of seeing the diagrams of the, the of a woman's reproductive system it was so funny dude like thinking back on it it's so funny um oh baby David baby David um and then the last thing is that um when I was a freshman 
uh, we were in class and God bless this teacher, this health teacher, because he was doing his best. And he was telling us and he's like, all right, so like STDs, they get spread through, um, they get spread through, um, what I want to use this right, frequent sex. He says it gets spread through frequent intercourse and, and that and that's how that spreads. And, and someone that was sitting directly next to me, she raised her hand and she asked with a straight face, so how often is frequent? <laughs> and he just like sat there with this like puzzled look on his face like why what are you why are you asking me this what frequent it's a lot like what so i just that and i could barely contain myself so i I don't know if it's actually that funny but in the moment it was it was one of the funniest things because it it was also how you know like health teachers just be saying stuff like they don't think like any repercussions of it they just they just say things and hope it just flies by and with minimal questions asked yep Aaron, but anyway, so anything? or David, do you have? No, I, that was it. That was it. Trust me. <laughs> um, I honestly think that I might have missed out on a lot of sex ed because I took health class online, so I didn't have to. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of kids in my school, you had to take health, but it was a semester long class, and I went to a very competitive school, so a lot of kids would take health online through the local community college. So you just didn't have to deal with taking it at school um and i don't know if they did sex ed there i know that there was one teacher who made you carry around a water balloon version of a baby and if you broke the water balloon then you lost credit of some sort but like this sounds exactly like the area that has skyline chili (laughs) (laughs) this sounds exactly like somewhere that would really when i was in sixth grade we got like a scientific sex ed but i never got like the std talk the putting a condom on a banana demonstration. I never got any of that. I don't know. Maybe it's because I took online health. That probably is why. <laughs> did y'all ha- did your like gym teachers teach health? Yeah. Yes. So like for whatever reason in middle school, whenever it was like the health section, they would bring in like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> And like you, can only, you elaborate? He only, sh- he only showed up for the health sections, and like no one knew who it was. And I feel like it just like creeped a bunch of people out. And I don't even know, like, if thinking back now, like if he was actually creepy. But there's like a thing, right, where it's like, oh, your teacher is like, there's like a level of trust there because mm-hmm. like you've been doing other stuff with them, and then you just bring in this dude, just like fifty year old guy, and it's like I don't. I don't want to hear this from them. <laughs> so that was the only thing. Now that I think about it, I I think I did have a different health teacher. Like we had our gym teacher because mm-hmm. they would just kind of hang out with each other. Because um, our our health teacher was a woman. And I think that kind of brought levity to it too because like guys being guys was like just joking around and stuff. Like I think there's more levity to it than if it was a guy teaching it, I would say. And so... We d- I think I do remember having a different health teacher than a gym teacher. It was just the, the all-boys class that went to it. And then in high school, I don't know. I feel like I missed something. Um, because either like this section was like literally two days or I missed something. The only thing I remember about ninth grade, 
um, health and gym is that I failed the test on football, and I'm still mad about it <laughs> to this day. I forgot there was a section on, like, penalties, and there was, like, a section on the back, and I didn't flip the paper over. And mm. I literally went up to the teacher afterwards. I was like, I can tell you what literally all of these things are right now. She was like, it doesn't matter. And I was very upset. Mm. I once took a and quiz. And that's my in health story. <laughs> my eighth grade health teacher was very scatter-minded, scatterbrained. Scatterbrained, yeah. And there was one point, at one point in the semester, I was sitting right next to his desk and we were taking a quiz and he put the, qu- the answer key to the quiz up on the bulletin board next to his desk while we were taking the quiz. And the bulletin board was about five feet away from my head, straight ahead of me. How'd you do on that quiz? I honestly don't remember. Probably pretty well. <laughs> it was eighth grade help. We need to investigate your academic integrity there, yes, Mr. Honor Friedman. Court, come get me. You heard it here first. All right. This was fun. This was fun. Y'all yeah, need to ask us more questions if you want stuff like yes. this. Since we're talking about random stuff, I brought it up to Colby last night and want to know what uh, y'all think, Mav and David. The more I think about it, even though I do think I am a very Stu Gatz person, I also think I am just as much, if not more, Bill Walton than I am Stu Gatz. I feel like Bill Walton's—that's ju- just an extreme. I wouldn't say Bill. Wal- I, how how would you say you're Bill Walton esque? Because I just say something completely off the wall that derails a segment. Y'all just look at me, say, "Okay," and keep talking, as if I oh. didn't say anything at all. Well, that kind of makes sense now. I think, but I thought you just meant more like a. Just a real world setting, not the podcast. No, 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 no. Just in the podcast. In the real world, I am 100% just Stu Gatz. But on the podcast, I just go on my own mind tangent, say something after I tune out, and it makes no sense, and y'all just ignore me and pretend I don't exist. I don't even know what... I don't think I have a comparison, unless (laughs) I'm not thinking right. Yeah, I don't know who I would compare you to. I'd I'm st- just me. I still think Stu Gatz is the closest. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, say. I think Stu Gatz is the closest too, but I feel like I definitely have Bill Walton in me. I, you just don't you give to, me... You have to learn a couple more worthless factoids. 